When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. That means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, everyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra, combining raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast, the swinginest podcast on iTunes. Is it? Yeah, it's Stuff You Should Know. Right. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. In the flesh. We're both wearing um, robes <laughs> and mustaches. Right. <laughs> Swinging. Yeah. Swinging, Chuck. As in to swing. Yes. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, have you ever heard of swinging? Yeah. I think I told a story once about the Atlanta Swingers Club was very close the to my phone number. Club. Well, no, it was just called the Atlanta Swingers Club at the oh, time. Well, that's pretty straightforward. I may have said this, but it was a long time ago. It was very close to my phone number growing up, <laughs> and we used to get calls all the time for people seeking the Swingers Club, and being the Baptist family, my, it was like, you know, my mom basically made them seem like they were, it was the devil calling. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, on this very special episode of Stuff You Should Know... We find out what fueled young Chuck Bryant's budding sexuality. Yes. Turns out it was misplaced phone calls to swingers yes. clubs. And continued sexual dysfunction. Because <laughs> now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you're just trying to have a good time. Yeah, hey, man, listen up. <laughs> it's not my deal, but, you know. Yeah. You don't want to put your hang-ups on other people, right? Yeah, that's a drag. Well, it depends, man. Um, we're talking today about polygamy, and there's a whole lot of people putting their hang-ups on polygamists. Yeah. They have a hard time here in the States. They do. But before we uh, get into that, Chuck, um, before we get into the Swingin'est podcast around, yes. um, well, let's get some administrative details out of the way. Yes, very important announcement. This is like, the, I know you're tired of hearing about it if you don't live in Atlanta, but this is the last. Or the Southeast. One of the last chances we'll have to say we are having our trivia night in Atlanta. Yeah. October 13th. It's a Wednesday. Block out from 6 p.m. to about 11 p.m. Yes. You're going to show up to work on Thursday, not on all four cylinders. Right. Depending on how many cylinders you have. Sure. Um, but you're going to have had a great time the night before. Why, Chuck? What's going to have happened on Wednesday, October 13th? We're going to play bar trivia, and we're going to have uh, Daily Show's John Hodgman sitting beside us. Yes. Onion Editor-in-Chief Joe Randazzo. Yeah. And uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squid Billy's co-creator, Dave, Dave Willis. Dave Willis. Nice. Yes. And proud. Plus us. Oh, yeah. Then and our us. families. And Jerry. Will your mom be there? Yeah. How adorable. And I hope my brother's your dad coming. I don't know. 
Nah. He Maybe. finally went out and bought an iPod to listen to what his son was doing. Yeah. And I don't think he's turned the thing on yet. And this is months ago. So yeah, we'll I think see. my mom will be Didn't there. he show you the iPod when uh, you met him at my birthday party? I don't, yeah, yeah, he did. He's like, look. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> right. And it was a Nano even. He said, it's an iPod, Chuck. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know that. Right. You're in it. So that's what's going on Wednesday, October 13th. The night before, Tuesday, October 12th. Our buddies and de facto house band, the Henry Clay people, mm-hmm. are playing a show at the Drunken Unicorn on East Ponce. Yep. And uh, we're going to be there, and Jerry's going to be there, and hopefully a couple of our buddies coming in from out of town, Randazzo, yeah. maybe Hodgman. We'll see. And uh, see some rock and roll and hang out with the band. They're cool guys. Yeah. It's like two nights of fun in a row. Yes. It's going to be a, a fun week. Yes. Yeah. So that's what's going on this October 12th and 13th. In, in preparation of Halloween. Now back to polygamy. Yes, all right. So let's um, get back to polygamy, Chuck. You remember Warren Jeffs? Uh, yeah. Thanks for this article, because I didn't really have an intro, except for a mention of Big Love, which I've never seen. Have you? You know, I watched Big Love initially and bailed on it, not because it was bad. I just didn't have the time, but I've heard it's really good. Sure, yeah. Well, it's a, a acclaimed series. HBO's Plus, Bill Paxton. You can't go wrong with Mr. Bill Paxton. That guy's a class <laughs> act. <laughs> Uh, but back to Warren Jeffs. Yeah. Not to be confused with Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton plays a polygamist on TV. Um, Warren Jeffs is a polygamist in real life, right? At the very least, yeah. he is, uh, he's been indicted for allegedly fostering, uh, the marriage between a 14 year old and a 17 year old, right? 14 year old and her 19 year old cousin. Yeah, some would call him a pederast, Josh, and not just a polygamist. Uh, he couldn't be a pederast unless he is a homosexual, because pederast, you refer specifically to the child oh, really? molestation of boys. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then he would be a child molester, then, in many people's eyes. Allegedly, Chuck. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Well, he's in jail for it. He was convicted of it. He has not been convicted. He goes to, he goes to trial on November 15th. Well, he was found, what was he found guilty of then? Apparently, they're, they're having a hearing to find out if he's one and the same as the person they were looking for. No, no, no. That's in Texas. He's been in jail for the... Uh, he was con- sentenced to two consecutive prison terms of five years following his 2007 conviction in Utah. Now there's new charges in Texas. Lay it on me. Well, they're trying to get him extradited to Texas, and uh, he much more serious charges were thrown out. I'm sorry. Texas has the much more serious charges... So they threw out even more charges in Arizona. This guy charges all over the place. Yeah. And so he is in jail in Utah, and they, uh, the governor signed an extradition warrant to send him to Texas in mid-August, and, uh, but they denied it, so they're, it's, they're waiting on a court-ordered extradition, basically. Yeah. And that may bring him five to 99 years that he- And up to $10,000 fine. Assaulted a child under 17. Yeah. So, so that makes him a child molester. He's got a lot of stuff against him. I'm going to just say allegedly all over the place because I have to. St- I have to admit I'm not 100 percent on what he's been charged with or convicted of. Okay, um, but get, having charges all over the place is nothing new for polygamists, right? No, no. Uh, Jeffs is the leader of a um, sect of Mormonism f- called Fundamentalist Mormons. Yeah. Um, we should say that the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, mm-hmm. although um, frequently associated with polygamy, haven't really done so since the 19th century. We'll get into um, the Mormons and, and their, uh, their, their 
polygamous lifestyle yeah. later. But we, I think I think it's fair to say that you know Jeff's is not representative of the Mormon Church as a whole. No, not at all. You know, um, let's start but, with the basics. Okay, let's talk about polygamy. What is it? There's like, I think people have a give the definition of polygamy, Chuck. Well, before the definition, let me just say that most Westerners don't identify with anything but monogamy. But culturally, worldwide, and in history, monogamy is in in, in minority actually. Actually, polygamous societies outnumber by the hundreds. Yeah, monogamous societies and cultures. Monogamy appears to be a Christian hang-up because if you go to um, areas before the Christians got there, pretty much everybody historically was polygamous. Right. Right. Then the Christians arrived, and all of a sudden, there's monogamy everywhere. Right. Did you know that? Yes. And among mammals as well, humans are uh, as monogamists are in the uh, vast minority. Right. Only about 3 to 5% of all mammals uh, engage in monogamy. The rest are polygamous. Right. Right? So definition-wise, I believe it's polygamy is more than one spouse. Polygony is more than one wife. Correct? Yes. So polygamy doesn't attach gender or legality to it. It's just... Right. Right? And then polyandry... Yes. Um, ...is a woman having more than one husband... Which Jerry, beforehand... Jerry was like, but it's He's like, well, it's not like women can have more than one husband. Wrong. Yeah. Especially if you are a member of the Niimba people in Nepal. Yeah, women there have... And I just think this is like a sitcom waiting to happen. <laughs> women there have to marry all the brothers of a family. Yeah. So if you marry one brother, you get Daryl and Daryl. If you marry Larry, you get Daryl and Daryl right. as well. Nice. And it makes sense in a way for them because... Uh, it allows them to pool their resources as a family, hold on to family land, right. uh, take care of their children. Well, it's very culturally specific, right? Because yeah. the these this group of people, there's about 1,300 um, members of the Niambian culture. Sure. Um, and they simply don't have enough land for each man yeah. to, to go out on his own, form a homestead and a family. Right. So it's, it's very culturally bound, the reasons for this. Um, and apparently it's fairly beneficial. There's a lot of consolidation of, of family's bloodline and resources. Uh-huh. Um, all of the brothers have access, sexual access, to the woman, to the wife, right? Yeah, we sh- that's something you're going to hear a lot of, sexual access. Which means you, you can get it on. Yeah. They you all have, have access to getting it on. They all have sexual access. Each brother does. Yeah. But they said they do allow them to specify, uh, like, you are the father of this child. Right, they differentiate who's the father of which children, but they, but they all, all help raise them. Yeah, they they all um contribute to caregiving, uh, child rearing. Um and also it's hierarchical, hierarchical. I was wondering how like who chose the wife, right? Um and it's the, the oldest, oldest brother, is yeah. it? Yeah. And he's definitely the the dominant husband. You know, if I would rewrite the rules though, if I was a, a tribesman, I would say we should go with like the best looking brother or the brother who has the most game. Yeah, it's so not, we can all get the most attractive wife. It has it So has what if the a, oldest brother is like a real nudge? But that's what I'm saying. Like they, just in case the oldest brother is a nudge, he's still the dominant husband. Right. Although I'll bet just sibling rivalry trans is pan cultural. Yeah, true. So I'm sure that there there is like one that has game and it's like yeah. I got more sexual access to her than you right. do. <laughs> Telling you it's a sitcom man. Yeah. Except it would be like they would Americanize it. It would be like four American like guys f- from Brooklyn, brothers, that would find this woman tribesman and bring her to America and all marry her. 
I could see Ed Burns doing that. I could too. Yeah. He'd make them Catholic though. So, Chuck, that's the uh, Niambian people. They are definitely a rarity. Even, oh, yeah. even rarer, the Amazon Zoe tribe, right? Yeah, that's multiple everything, right? Multiple husbands and wives at the same time. Yeah. It's just basically like it's it's a free-for-all yeah. in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not fair of us to make fun of that. We're just laughing. because that's, no, I'm not making fun of yeah, it. Yeah, that's their culture. Again. They think we're weird. I, I, again, I think that, man, this is such a potential, it, this is just potential dynamite here. They, yeah, but it's just different cultures. They see your dad and his nanopod. It, but it's and they're not, like, it's what? not just that. Like, there, there is, there's some real, there's very real social, like, as in society, um, and biological benefits to polygamy. Sure. But there's also some very um, negative social and mm-hmm. personal drawbacks to yeah. it, right? Yeah, we'll get to those too. Yeah. So, well, what are we going to talk about? Well, oh, yeah, who else does it? Well, we'll continue with the nomenclature just so we know. There's also bigamy. Right. That which, attaches legality to polygamy. Yeah, bigamy is is the law. It's when a man illegally marries more than one woman, and that is definitely illegal in the United States. Well, it's the practice of polygamy in a place where it's illegal. Illegal. Like right. no one – no in the United States, you can't practice polygamy except I think there's very small pockets in like Utah and Arizona where it's actually legal. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Colorado City, Arizona, I think, is one of like two places in the country where it's actually legal. But federally, it's still Ill- illegal, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. I have to say. But say like in Georgia, if there's no such thing as polygamy, there's only bigamy because polygamy is illegal. See? Yeah. Okay. No, I get it. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to make sure. Uh Bigamists oftentimes are accidental bigamists, like they will marry yeah. before their divorce is complete. Yeah. But there's also, and they called it rare, not as rare as you'd think, when the dude leads a double life and literally has two families. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's yeah, rare like according that, uh, to the population, but if you look up in Google News search, you'll find plenty of it. Or listen to the Grateful Dead song, Friend of the Devil. That'll give you the, the right idea. That's, That'll get you on the trolley. That's one of the few dead songs I like. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I like Easy Wind. <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, well, what is uh, polyamory as being in love That's with just, more than one person? That is just um, I don't a get that. communal familial living where everyone is everyone has sexual access to everybody else. There's not necessarily and usually isn't any marriage involved, um, but it resembles like a... Um, a polygamist household in that yeah. there's like a group of people all contributing to the raising of children. And probably in most cases there would be a, a differentiation of whose kid is whose. Yeah. But it's like a, a mini taking a village to raise a child. I, again, I, I don't know how good this is necessarily for child rearing. Yeah. Um, We're not going to make that call. But we can say there's a study in Malaysia that's emerging. It's brand new. Um, this thing was just published in July, um, and it's a, a very it's a groundbreaking study actually. Um, Malaysia it, it allows uh, polygamy among its Muslim um, population. Yeah, because it's um, it's Muslim law that you can have up to four wives as long as you can care for all of them equally and treat them all equally well. And apparently that's that's like what you're supposed to do. That's not always the case. But I think like a, a significant portion of the children 
in uh, polygamous households in this Malaysian study. Um, there's something like 1,235 people involved in the study, and uh, 523 of the children in the households, mm-hmm. so like a significant majority of the children, yeah. said that they wouldn't engage in a polygamous lifestyle, really? even though they're Muslims, right? Uh, once they marry. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know how much that ha- will change as they get older, though, especially as, you know, status is attached to it. Well, the article to- here said that uh, Westernization, like younger Muslims think polygamy is kind of old fashioned. So yeah. Maybe that had something to do with it, too. Yeah. Could. And I'm sorry, I got that wrong. 523 children were involved in the study. 90% of them said that they oh. wouldn't engage in polygamy. Yeah. That's overwhelming. Yeah. So polygyny is the idea that a man is uh, very successful and uh, should spread his seed while he is on the earth because he is rich and successful to breed more young and rich and successful people. And that a lot of times has been endorsed when you have a a minority of a population, like early Jewish doctrine, were in favor of it. Right. It's a really really quick way to jumpstart your population. To, to get your society going. Well, yeah, and it's, I was surprised it said some Orthodox Jewish sects still advocate polygyny, which uh, I, I was I hard-pressed to find confirmation of that. I saw that some gave it up recently, but I, yeah. I had trouble finding that. I did, too, except for here. <laughs> and I think China did that, too? Cause they're no, Vietnam. Uh, Oh, well, Vietnam and China did it, too, under Confucianism. Oh, okay. So, so that went out of fashion. China did it under Confucianism. Vietnam did it uh, for practical reasons. It's not legal in Vietnam, but it's widely practiced because the place is so ridiculously war-torn right. that they actually need to restart their population as well. Right. Um, so, again, it, it does have a lot of advantages, specifically um, polygyny, right? Yeah. Let's talk about why, Chuck. And, again... From this moment until we're not talking about it anymore, we're speaking biologically, impersonally, without any so, any social aspects. Okay. Biologically, polygamy makes utter and complete sense, especially if you subscribe to the Dawkins selfish gene idea, right? What's that? Well, it's the uh, it's the concept that we are merely vehicles for our genes right. that are driven to basically exists in immortality by passing its line down as frequently as possible. Gotcha. Okay? Um, through polygamy, uh-huh. through polygyny, I should say. Is it polygyny? Polygyny. I've been saying polygyny. Sorry. <laughs> I, you could probably say it both ways. I just think we're confusing people. Through polygyny, right. with a GN, um, a man can, well, a man can reproduce mm-hmm. far more frequently. Oh, a, yeah. a healthy stallion could basically reproduce several times a day, every day, if he had sexual access to a lot of... Ovulating women. Right. Sure. Okay. Thank you for that, man. Um, A woman can only reproduce once every nine months after becoming pregnant. Right. And she may have twins, triplets. Naturally speaking, you know, um, octuplets are uh, 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 the result. They're a product of of modern science, of fertility drugs. But say you you have twins, maybe triplets top usually. Irish twins at the max. Okay. What is that, like 13? No, Irish twins is when you have like two kids that are nine months apart. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a baker's dozen. (laughs) 
So Chuck, um, so it, uh, polyg- polygyny makes sense in that if you want to if you want to build up your population a bunch, have a bunch of ovulating women and guys to reproduce yeah. with them, right? Sure. So it makes sense biologically, but socially, it's a catastrophe. Yeah. Right. Well, one thing that's hard to talk about is actual statistics because Mormon plural marriage is not the kind of thing that's documented. They keep it very private and secret. Mm-hmm. So you can't go out and get a bunch of statistics on abuse. But the the stories that you hear and anecdotal evidence suggests that a lot of abuse happens. Yeah. Like girls that are 14 years old getting married to men that are 25, 26, 30, 40 years old. Uh, that's That's... Definitely one dark part of the dark side of polygamy, polygyny specifically. Yeah. Polygyny also um, places men in a position of absolute authority. Yeah. Just by even just by bestowing that possibility oh, yeah. of the men, the man having more than one wife, mm-hmm. but all those wives are devoted to the one man. Mm-hmm. He's automatically at the top of the hierarchy. Yeah, just by virtue of the arrangement. Mm-hmm. And just sociologically speaking, being put in that kind of situation would probably make you drunk with power if it, just being an average person. Well, a yeah, lot of men and, abuse that position. Sure, and even if they don't want to abuse it, the women in a, in a polygamous scenario, they don't have, they're subservient, they're so dependent, they don't have like the skills, even if they do escape their their scenario, they don't have the skills to make it on their own because they, they've just been the subservient wife right. the whole time. Right. That's uh, no good. A lot of people who have moved on from polygamist um, marriages usually use the word escape. Yeah. Or often use the word escape. They escaped from a polygamist marriage. Not yeah. I got divorced or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, just economically speaking, there is a division of one guy's paycheck yeah. over... You know, however many wives and children he has, right? He may have more than one house. Yeah. If he's if he's you know doing pretty well for himself, you know, maybe he's an engineer or something. Um, <laughs> but it, it's still one person's paycheck supporting yeah. all of these people, right? And you see that problem apparently, uh, according to the article. Who wrote this one? Grabster. Grabster. The Grabster wrote this one. He he points out that um, Colorado City, Arizona, which is one of I think two places where you can be a polygamist. Right. Um is is basically single handedly puts a strain on the um welfare services of the state of Arizona. Yeah. They're going broke. Yeah. Um so that's that's another aspect of it as well as ec- uh, the economics of it. Yeah. And then apparently jealousy too. Uh, sure. Uh, first wives rather than being the dominant wife. Right. Uh, out of all of the other ones, are often just kind of left to the side. Well, that's what happens in Big Love. Especially as they get younger and younger and younger. Is that right? Yeah, there's a, that's a, like a big plot line of the show, I know, is that some of the wives become jealous of each other and like a love triangle would. I don't see how you couldn't. Yeah. You know? No even in, Even among the most devoted polygamous yeah. families, I don't see how that couldn't happen. Like, jealousy is so ingrained. I'm the most non-jealous person on the face of the earth, but that would even make me jealous. Yeah. I would think. Yes. Or maybe not. I think it would. <laughs> so, Chuck, um, you ready? Let's talk about the Mormons. All of you guys have been very good and patient. Thank you for waiting. Let's do Mormons, man. Yes. This is a brief overview of Mormonism. We're not going to... Maybe we could do a whole podcast one day on them. We'll see. But uh, it's a religion founded by Joseph Smith, Jr., early 1800s, and he claimed to have received messages, divine messages from an angel that directed him to golden plates 
that uh, basically told the story that he translated to eventually become the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. So the Book of Mormon was written, and um, it does not contain specific info about polygamy, but supposedly he uh, practiced polygamy after receiving another personal divine message saying, if you go out and have multiple wives, then you will be a king in heaven. Yeah, and basically to be a successful Mormon, you kind of had to practice polygamy. It was a directive from God. Yeah. Uh, although, again, it says nothing about it in the Book of Mormon, right? Nothing about it. A pe- there's a cool website um, called the Wives of Joseph Smith, and it, How it many chronicles. There? They have 34 for, by 34? my count, um, but it, it has each name has like their age, uh, whether they had a husband at the time mm-hmm. they were married to Joseph Smith. Um, and then there's like a link, each one's hyperlinked to a bio on them. It's very cool to make sure that these people, these women aren't forgotten. Right. Uh, because they were part of the founding establishment of Mormon. Sure. Right? Um, so he had 34. From what I could see, some of them were sisters, and the youngest was 14. Right? Wow. One of his kids, Joseph Smith III, mm-hmm. was like one of the Malaysian Muslim kids. Because when he came of age, he was like, I am not practicing polygamy. I've seen it firsthand, and I'm not doing it. Yeah, and he's, he's, he made a separate sect, right? He branched off because he wanted to stay down with the Mormons. He just wasn't down with polygamy. Exactly. Uh, a guy who was down with polygamy was the successor to Joseph Smith, Jr., the, the founder of the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, a guy named Brigham Young, uh-huh. who you'll notice has a university. He does. Yeah. Brigham Young had even more children, apparent, or even more wives, apparently. He had 55, from what I understand. Wow. Um, and his were much more verifiable. Uh, apparently, Joseph Smith didn't ever publicly cop to polygamy. Right. Brigham Young was like, check out the 55. Right. Right? <laughs> They're like, hello. Right. Hello. By the mid-1800s, it was so prominent. Yeah, 55 times. You should have said it 55 times. Um, In the mid-1800s, there were so many Mormons, though, doing this that the church, while they didn't officially, like, bring it into their uh, literature, they did acknowledge it in an official announcement. And they referred to it as plural marriage. Right. So you've got plural marriage in 1852. Yes. Four years later, something big happened. The Republican Party... Abe Lincoln's party at the time. I think he may have been an attorney still, but he was a, a, a log cabin Republican, right? Yeah. Because he lived in a log cabin. And he was Republican. Right. But so Lincoln's party came up with their 1856 platform, and it was based largely upon ridding the United States of the twin relics of barbarism, Chuck. One was slavery. Mm-hmm. The other was polygamy. Yeah. Right? Right up there with slavery. Yeah. These were the twin evils that were basically keeping the United States backward from progressing forward. Um, Supreme Court agreed. Yeah. And that launched a what you could call a an unconstitutional government assault on the religion of Mormonism yeah. because of polygamy. They wanted to quash it, basically. Yeah. Utah, tried, Utah applied for statehood during this, and they were like, not as long as you got polygamists. You get rid right. of your polygamous Mormons, and we'll deal with you after that. Um, they uh, criminalized cohabitation, uh-huh. right? Yeah. What else? They uh, prevented you from voting or holding office if you were polygamist. That is so illegal, it's ridiculous. I know, and they actually froze church assets. That is even more illegal. Confiscated their property. Yeah. So they really persecuted the Mormons based on polygamy. Yeah. Um, And whether you agree with polygamy or not, the the United States government 
And eventually the government of the state of Utah really, really went after them for their practice of polygamy. Well, yeah, and that's why the the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, they were having so many problems and they wanted statehood and all that, that they, in 1890, said, you know what, uh, there, we've had another revelation and we're going to change that doctrine, so can we be a state now? Right, and they said, yes, you can be. Um, they set up specific laws there, though, that they didn't do in other states. Oh, if you were, if you were um, caught, as far as the Mormons were concerned, after I think 1890, when they said that they had that other revelation, right? Um, they said if you were caught practicing plural marriage, you would be excommunicated from the church. And some people said, "Well, you know what? Um, you can't excommunicate us if we form our own sect." And that, from that, was um, born the Mormon fu- fundamentalists who still practice to this day. Warren Jeffs is a Mormon fundamentalist in yeah. this group. And um, they believe that the Joseph Smith Jr. had a divine revelation, and they believe that they will be kings in heaven if they have multiple wives. Right. So there's um, there's some defense to this among uh, Mormon fundamentalists. One. I don't buy it. Uh, no. One is that if you have more than one wife, you are less likely to philander. I don't buy it. No. That's just I doesn't think make you would be sense. more likely to philander, wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, to me, and I've been around cheating and seen it and stuff like that. I think you're either you're going to do that or you're not. Doesn't matter if you're yeah. single, if you're married, if you're uh, have three wives or one wife. You're either a cheater or you're not a cheater. Uh, but I think that I think that there is a I I think socially, structurally, that absolute power makes you more of an arrogant person. I agree. And I could see a person, because cheating is a choice. You either do it or you don't. You make right. the decision not to do it or you make the decision to do it. Right. right. Um, I, I think Everybody that wants could, to. I think, <laughs> I think that you could um, make the case that so, socially, again, sociologically, uh-huh. somebody is um, somebody in that position could, I would say, be more likely to cheat. Uh, extra hands to care for children? Come on. Everybody's got two hands, and you multiply that by eight wives, you got 16 hands to care for Yeah, but you multiply the six kids times eight wives, and you have 48 kids. Yeah. No, I know. So it's like, what? You're preaching in the choir. Maybe if you didn't have all those kids, you would need the extra wives to care for them. Um, and also, we should probably take a break here and say, real quick, uh, we're, uh, like, I, Chuck and I are both monogamists. Right, Chuck? Oh, yeah. Okay, so but at the same time, uh, if there is a form of polygamy where it's not detrimental, I, I don't really see that in this article. I don't. I don't have to each his own. It's the SYSK motto. Sure. Uh, so long as it doesn't hurt somebody else, sure. it should probably be the supplement to the SYSK motto, right? Right. But it is illegal in these United States federally. Uh, there are several laws passed in the 1800s, uh, state-wise. There are only a handful of states that actually have specific laws, but Utah is one of them, and that was part of the deal, I think. Specifically outlawing? Yeah. Okay. When they were granted statehood. And uh, they get around it, though, a lot of times because they don't officially marry more than one woman. They right. will live a married lifestyle, They and they will have a ceremony, mm-hmm. they just won't have, like, an official marriage certificate. Right. They'll have, they'll be, they'll be married by the church in the church's eyes. Exactly. Right. Um, there are other ways to do this, too. There's that whole cohabitation thing. It's pretty hard to uh, prosecute. And uh, until 1953, 
polygamous uh, families, uh, groups, yeah. were um, raided by the police routinely in mm-hmm. the Utah and out west. Uh, and then in 1953, this one raid had um, – there was a backlash against it because the the um, media published pictures of children being sent off to foster homes right. and wives being left without husbands. Right. And all of a sudden, sentiment turned a little bit against raids on polygamous families. Right. So I think uh, the rest of the United States is very confused on how to approach polygamy. Yeah. So, okay, Chuck, anything else? Uh, I just do have one little funny thing about our, our trivia night in Atlanta. Oh, wait, October about 13th. polygamy. Oh, no, I got nothing else on that. I do have one more thing. Oh, you do? There is, um, there's been established a couple of things about the benefits of monogamy. Uh-huh. STDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, however they've developed, uh, deter polygamy. Okay. Right. And, um, there's actually a, a genetic or, uh, evolutionary basis to monogamy. You have more sexual access to one person. Right. So you may be o- only be able to reproduce nine months out of, the, out of at a time. Right. But you can do it many, many times. Right. During your reproductive years and your, um, the, the caregiving for those children will probably be of higher quality because you're a a cohesive family unit. Uh, Okay, so that's my little thing. That's your last bit. Yeah. What do you have about our um, trivia night? I forgot to mention this, but Matt Frederick of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know fame came by, and apparently there was a former NORAD uh, employee named Stanley Fulham Uh who claims that on October 13th, the night of our trivia... In major cities over the United States, massive UFO fleets will be overhead, sending us warnings about global warming. That's awesome. And I said, is this guy crackpot? And I heard. I overheard this conversation. Matt said, well, he worked for NORAD. Like, that means, like, there's no way he could be a crackpot. Right. Of course, he said it with tongue firmly in cheek. But We hope. I think that's just yet another reason. Come out October 13th because we're on the roof of this joint. Yeah, and you'll be able to see some UFOs yeah. that are broadcasting messages like yeah, global warming exactly. sucks or save Newt the polar bear, yeah. that kind of stuff. So I just think that's a great reason. Leo was right. So people are out there, they're like, I wouldn't want to come to that trivia, but I would love to come see a UFO overhead. Yeah, that's like we just doubled the number of people who are going to be here. I think so. Yeah. Um, actually, it'll be that girl from Say by the Bell the College Years. I don't know who that is. She had her big film break in Independence Day. She ran up to the top of the roof in L.A. and had that sign was cheering at the beginning of Independence Day and then pow, gone. Maybe she'll be at our trivia event. Let's hope so. All right. If you uh, have anything you want to let us know about, you know what? If you are a member of a polygamist, polyamorous, bigamist, or swinger family, seriously, we're very curious. Is there any way that polygamy can be beneficial to a family union? If you have personal experience with this kind of thing, send us an email. Seriously. Let us know. Uh, you can send it to Stuff Podcast. Wait a minute, Chuck. We never even said anything about the search bar. We shouldn't even be here right now. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you want to know more about polygamy, yes, uh, you can type that word in, P-O-L-Y-G-A-M-Y, right? Into the swinging search bar. Swinging search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Now, if you want to send us that email, you can send it to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 
Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey everyone, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra, combining raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.